Welcome, 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 come one, come all. It's time for the first edition of The Felon and the Square. Go ahead, Ryan. I'd like you to go ahead and take a minute and introduce okay. yourself. My name is Ryan, and I'm The Square. Uh, <laughs> currently living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Known Chris, who will introduce himself in a moment. Um, <laughs> several years and uh, this is our first crack at being a long distance tag team yeah first time here we go with this this will be exciting my name is chris first of all uh i am the guy known as the felon texas inmate number 202290 we'll leave the rest blank that's for everybody else to figure out <laughs> i've known <laughs> ryan for jesus 20 years, I would say. 20 years. It's that long, brother. Sixth grade? Yeah. I mean, that's when we really kicked it, is sixth grade. Yeah, because they, they shoved us all into one building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had that fucking West Side, West Side Story fucking mustache in sixth grade. <laughs> I had what? <laughs> that West Side Story mustache <laughs> in sixth grade. Yeah, dude, I was... I was I was thinking of, I was trying to figure out how we met, mm -hmm. and I could not for the life of me figure out or pinpoint it. I can pinpoint it. You Please would get do. to school, yeah. You would get to school early in sixth grade, right? So you would always be there playing basketball. Well, I would get dropped off coming all the way from Jarrow into Georgetown, and I would get there early too. So we would play basketball every morning. So we would kick it in the morning. And kind of talk shit passing in the halls, but like seventh grade, we actually had classes together. Then that's when we really started like all the scandalous activities. <laughs> so in sixth grade, we didn't have any classes together. No, we didn't have any classes together. I kind of feel like this is how it went in my mind. You can tell me if I'm accurate or not. Okay. So I'm just kicking it, trying to play basketball, not really succeeding. You say that dude has a mustache. I'm going to go talk to mm -hmm. him. <laughs> and then for for no reason whatsoever, we hit it off. And yeah. then you're like, hey, look at that guy. He has a Jurassic Park backpack. Let's go talk <laughs> to him. <laughs> and then that's how we met Flanagan. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is history. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At first it was a cool. one man wolf pack. And then, and then I met you. And then, and then I thought, wait, could it be? No, wait, another one added to my wolf pack. <laughs> Two. Well, wait, could it be? <laughs> Jesus no, okay. Christ. Because I thought we had a class. I don't I guess not. We were just recreational buddies. Mm-hmm. No, we had um our seventh grade, we had lunch together and we were in um we had English class together with I believe her name was Mrs. Duncan. And she was like long haired, kind of a midget. She looked she dressed like a Mormon woman. Remember, we had to we we had to do self identifying stories. That <laughs> was talking to me about the tortilla. <laughs> no, so she read she read it for him. She read it for him, and it was about how he ate so many tortillas he had to get his stomach pumped. <laughs> what a fucking fat ass, bro! Who writes a story about eating too many tortillas? 
And I remember specifically like looking over at him while she's reading this, and he looked at me like and nodded like, mm-hmm, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like that was this man's proudest moment of accomplishment was getting all those tortillas into that gullet of his. Dude, if he would have read it though, it would have made it so much better. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the fact that it was secondhand and he was just <laughs> affirming with head shakes and nods, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> these people around here, I swear. So yeah, we so... we we come from the land of Georgetown, Texas. Yeah. For those that don't know. Yeah, it's where it's the actual place where it's the actual place where they actually what is it? Uh, you you come on vacation, leave on probation situation. Like that's what we are known for here in Williamson County. Yes. Yeah. Wilco, man. It's yeah. not just a band that your stepdad likes. <laughs> Dude, if you want to, <laughs> it's a place. I mean, you can get in a lot of trouble here. You can have a blast, but when you get in trouble, I swear to God, they will give you that fuck around, find out moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Anyone that grew up in, in that county can attest to that. Yeah. Um, I think that's why most people that are still there Ugh. move to Travis County, mm-hmm. which is just a, a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, absolutely. Home of the Eagles. Eagle fight never dies. It never does. And neither does Jack Frost, apparently. <laughs> no, boy, he's still kicking, bro. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> I mean, now the now the town's big enough to have two high schools, but when we were coming up, it was just the one high school and uh, one junior high. Right. Yeah. And we were the class of, of 2000, uh-huh. and they thought, you know, what better opportunity than to build a sixth grade center? Yeah. And shove all of these little bastards into one building. Yeah. So that's a that was that was when you you know you got to meet everyone in the town basically yep. that was yep. of your age. Uh huh. People that you know lived in the Berry Creeks. Okay. People that lived off the Leander Road. The Leander. The Leander Road. The Williams Drive. Yes. Yes. I was. I was an offshoot of the Williams Drive. Yeah. Uh, Basically, what it was, it was just the culmination of all the different gangs. You had the North Siders, the South Siders, the East Siders, and the West Siders. Remember back in the day that that's what they actually had the schools titled as? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I went to East Side Elementary. Yeah. And then when my cousins went up, went through, it was like Annie Pearl. Yeah. And it's like, nah, dude, that's East Side. Yeah. And then, you know, got to move up to North Side, which was then I think Jack Frost or some shit. Yeah, Jack Frost Elementary. Yep, that's correct. So, I don't know. I had the I had the pleasure of being a uh, a very sheltered child up until whenever I finally moved to Georgetown. So like, I never had friends over. I never had really like you know. I never had that interaction with people. So like, you you were probably in the first wave of like whenever I moved into Georgetown and actually had buddies start coming over and we started actually getting to all that the debauchery and wicked tales of the dirty, devious things that we would do to skate around our parents and shit. But I had the satisfaction of getting to grow up in your family's household and see the, you know, the family dynamics. And that was like, I think that that 
that that Mexican side of me like stayed stayed with me. You know what I mean? Like your grandma and your grandpa and Blanche and and that whole dynamic. It was so completely off the wall and different from mine that you know I was just a stupid white boy who was here to get in trouble type situation and cause some tr- you know cause a ruckus just for the fun of it. And and all the while you'd be sitting in the background sweating fucking bullets about. Cecilia whooping your ass with a goddamn chonkla. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. For those that don't know, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandma and grandpa. They 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 ran a tight yeah. ship. Right? <laughs> there was there was no room for fuckery. Um, so Nazi yeah, Germany. <laughs> Nazi Germany. Ryan would be a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> nah. There, but the thing was, you were the only one of the like maybe three people that my mm-hmm. grandma liked, um, and I, you know, lucky for us, you know, she trusted uh, yeah. your parents to have me stay over at your place quite a bit, and that's usually where the the tomfoolery started because <laughs> we would not dream of fucking around at my yeah. house because that would mean there'd be two dead people buried in the yeah. backyard. And not yeah. just one. And white people don't do very well with that La Verona fucking bullshit that your grandma put out there. So <laughs> Dude, we lived on, a, what, an acre and a half of not fenced mm-hmm. in backyard. And if we went out there at, at night, there's no telling what would have oh, snatched yeah. us up, at least according yeah, to the grandma. You hear that damn lady whistling or, or that damn bird, you better get to running. I think the planet needs uh, to have an egg rubbed on oh, it right absolutely. now. absolutely. Because we got the old. Oh, gosh, it's horrible. It's a horrible time right now, isn't it? I don't know. I think that I, I just don't. I don't understand why all of a sudden everything in the entire world's gotten so complicated. You know what I mean? Like we've had so many different scenarios mm-hmm. thrown at us as like an entire nation. We've had so many different things thrown at us and, and pushed onto us. You know what I mean? And it's like right now it's at the point to where people are just getting so crazy. You know mm-hmm. that anytime, anytime that there's an uh, opportunity to, to to act up, you know what I mean? There's like, there's somebody in line, you know what I mean? Everybody's looking to take a shot right now, it seems like, and, and it's just like, I just try to think that like, my name's Bennett and I ain't in it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm staying the fuck out the way, I'm just taking care of my babies, I ain't getting, I ain't going nowhere, yeah. I ain't talking uh, to nobody. I 100% yeah, agree. like, I think that everybody, it's good that everybody has their own personal views, you know what I mean? And their own opinions. And I think that that's great, and everybody has the right to fucking stand up for whatever they believe in. But at the end of the day, everybody has to understand that everybody's allowed to have their own personal opinion and views, and we can still be friends. We can still get along, you know. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had a, a change in people. Like for me, like I've had people. Whenever I think about like, okay, we'll talk about like the Black Lives Movement type situation, like I totally support that cause, you know what I mean? I totally support that, like, but for me, whenever I sit back and I look at the big picture of it all, like, okay, the most racist place that you will ever go in the entire world is prison, okay? It's completely segregated, you eat with your race, and it's all that way. All business stays inside your family, which is your race. You don't do anything outside of that. And I was able to go to prison and interact with different races and form, like, good relationships with them. You know what I mean? But now it's like some people, they, they, they just they just disconnect over just differences of opinion or 
skin color as of right now because of everything going on in the world. And it's like, I don't, I think that everybody's free to fucking view whatever they want, however they want type situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that the the Hispanic population kind of gets glossed over. Absolutely. Uh, a lot. Um, and for for some people, like, I'm not Mexican enough right. to be counted or considered when it comes to things. And I just think that's a weird thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm definitely whitewashed. I feel like my family's totally whitewashed, but it was, it was for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your family has the, I think that your family was, became more, more modernized with your, your aunts and your mom. You know what I mean? Cause your, your, your grandma and your grandpa, they still had that old vibe. Yeah. About it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the, totally. And like, and I think it's because the way that they came up, I mean, you're talking about people that were born in the late 20s, early 30s, you know, my grandma having to hide that she was eating tortillas for lunch because she would get made fun of or, you know, harassed about yeah. it. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of why I'm the square of the situation, right? I'm the I'm the straight laced kind of uh I'm the follow the rules, you know. Especially with my grandma. If you she said be home by ten thirty, I was home by ten yeah, fifteen. Every time. And there there is no room for for yeah. error there. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah. As she said, I did. So um I think that's the the fear of God that people have I had of my grandmother. <laughs> and yeah. you know, that that kept me in a very straight and narrow yeah. path, I guess. Yeah. But you know, there there are times we had our moments of doing silly stuff. But I did kind of feel like out of our group of friends, I was always the the time. Yeah, you. Yeah, you were Mister Caution. You were the, yellow tape. You know, every every group should have one. Yeah. I guess. What would you say? Let's go ahead and let's go through. Let's 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 bring up a devious little story. What would you say that your either your strangest moment, the weirdest moment that I've gotten you caught up in? What was what was the weirdest thing that you could? Whenever we talk about it, what's the first thing that pops into your mind whenever when somebody says my name? You know what I mean? Like, and you go back to a story or you think about, oh shit, I can't. You'll never believe. Now there's there's just so many, you know, and that's that's part of being friends for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's a few people that we invited over to your house with no intention of hanging out with them, um, just to see if they would do it. Do you remember which, that? Which, gosh, dude, I've done a lot of drugs. I've done a lot of drugs. <laughs> I don't thing. know if I want to name names necessarily, but we did. We uh, we used to. We used to do the choke yes. thing yeah. a lot, which I think has a lot to do with memory issues now. I know what you're talking about, Ryan. I know exactly what you're talking about now. It was a female on a bike, wasn't it? You know what I'm saying? It was a female on a bike. Got you, 100%. Bing, bing, bing. Uh -huh. Got you. And it, it was a phone call, like, hey, yeah, come on over. Uh -huh. We're going to hang out. It's going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> And they did. We didn't answer the door. We just sat upstairs and watched, just laughing our asses off, like the most immature shit. You know, possible. and what? You know, it's just it's. 
that's horrible. That's the guy that I was then. Isn't that horrible? What what boy at that age thinks that he wants to treat a girl like that besides me? That was horrible. <laughs> we just thought it was funny. That's bad. <laughs> I can't believe that. I was actually I was, I was at the skate park uh-huh. today, and there was a, there was a memory of uh, I was telling I was telling a couple of the guys that I was skating with I was like yeah we're gonna me and my friend back in Texas we're gonna start a podcast and our first recordings uh-huh. tonight, and they go oh did, did he skate. And I was like, no, he didn't. And then I was like, wait, you got me yeah. into this. <laughs> you got you got me into yeah. this. Like, I did not know anything not about it. And we, we, you know, we liberated a bicycle from a tyrannous owner. And then we were able to barter that bicycle into a pair of, like, I think Bauer Lightnings. Yeah. You know, and we, we didn't have middle wheels. Right, and we were out at uh, Georgetown Junior High School, trying to figure out what grinds were. Although we had no idea what any of it was, uh-huh. so because of you, sir, I strapped on my first pair of of what I would consider quote aggressive inline skates. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I still do it to this day. However, many years later, what was your first pair of real real skates? Do you remember the brand, the model? Roller rollerblade dirt. Rollerblade dirts, okay. I think mine mine were um the uh I think they were the Arlos. The I the Rosies, the Arlo the Rosis Arlo oh, Eisenbergs. Nice. Yeah. I like that dude. His beard was super live. A lot of times I, I you know, as a father of two young children mm-hmm. I still like look at myself and it's like, How the hell am I doing this? Like I barely have my own shit together. Yeah. let alone telling two other human beings or guiding two other human beings into this world. Right. It's strange. Like I don't feel like I'm old enough yet. Yeah, you still feel you still feel like a child at heart, don't you? You just still feel young. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's the I mean, I still I still skate. Yeah. You know, that's Yeah. I think I think for me the hardest thing about it is the older I've gotten, you know, there's the big age gap because I have three children. I have a, what, a 16-year-old daughter, I have an 11-year-old son, and then I have a, a little youngster who's just about to be two. And the um, the transition, I believe, in my parenting skills has just been incredible. I think that I'm way more patient nowadays i'm a better father i'm able to dissect the problems better but ryan let me tell you about my day today you've got to hear me on this so my son i've been having an issue with my 11 year old son right and it's been really just under him not wanting to listen okay so we've had this discussion probably four or five times in the last two week visit okay so I've had to establish a bedtime for him because I gave him too much freedom originally, and he was he would wake up the next day super late, super angry, super whiny, very feminine, you know what I mean? Just moody, um, just not acting like his normal self, just, just different, you know what I mean? And um, he, right. I established a bedtime. He then told me this morning, I said, so what time did you go to bed? He then says, I went to bed at 1 o'clock, Dad. And that's when I established his bedtime for last night, right? Um, Jennifer had an email where he had 
downloaded an app at two o'clock this morning, right? And she handed me her phone immediately after he said that, like it was instantaneous. So I saw the app download and I go, so you weren't on your tablet at two o'clock this morning. He goes, no, dad, I swear to God. Hmm. So then I stopped right there, dead in my tracks. And I said, you swear to God, like, what religion are you? Because we need to have a conversation with this God real quick. And I said, are you sure that that's the, the truth? Because I have an email right here saying that you did this at 2.02 this morning. Bah, 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 bah. And then he knew he was pop. So I spent an hour mm-hmm. of my morning instead of, you know, like whooping my son's butt, you know what I mean? Or doing something like that. I was out in the Texas sun at midday, 12 o'clock, watching him pick weeds for an hour. It was a whole, it was a horrible day. And it was supposed to be the last day that I had my boy before I had to take him home to his mother because it was a summer visitation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was an emotional day in the Haley household. But sometimes, you know, the to watch, especially someone of, of, of that generation, do yard work. Oh, my gosh. Is, is a phenom in itself. Like, you know, it, it builds, well, to me, in my opinion, it builds character. Uh-huh. Right. The The thing about with my 11-year-old son, the problem that I'm having right now is that I'm, I'm dealing with the issues of that, of course, I went to prison and I was taken from his life. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I've done him a disservice by not being there and being able to teach him these things. So I'm trying to push him, thrust him into all these type of situations um, that he's not comfortable with doing things that he has no idea how to do because my son's 11 and I haven't been there. I, I just found out today that my son does not know how to ride a bike. You know what I mean? Really? He doesn't know how to ride a bike, you know? By, by choice? Like, does, just does not know how to do it, right? He does not like know. No, no, no interest. No, he's he's never done it. They gave him like a week or two. He put it down. He never did it. Right? Okay. So there's that. You talk about right. mowing grass. This kid cannot start a lawnmower if his life depended on it. You know what I mean? I could hand him a ten thousand dollar check saying start this mower in the next thirty seconds and it's all yours. He couldn't do it. That would be like. Someone being like, hey, Ryan, spell restaurant. And I'd be like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> Spelling is heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That I and E thing is weird to me to this day. Yeah, no matter what, I still have to say that to myself. I before you, except after C. There you go. You know. Bro, you need to get on that TikTok grind, dude. TikTok to me is like a Stuart from Mad TV. Right. Right. I understand what you're saying. See, there's a lot of different... Look. TikTok is fucking genius. If you have not used it and you think of it a certain way in your mind, take everything that you have in your mind, throw it out the door because it's completely different. TikTok is a great fucking source, not only just for entertainment, but for news because you can get live footage in 15-second... A minute increments, you know what I mean? You can get live feeds, you know, it's all there. And it's it, it's all-encompassing, you know what I mean? Anything that you can think of, it's all there, you know what I mean? Hmm. 
it's not just a bunch of kids singing and dancing. You know what I mean? Is this is this the app that replaced Vine? Pretty much, pretty much. It's it's. I think that it's. Yeah, I would say that it's the replacement of Vine. That's a good assumption. So you're saying we should have a TikTok for our podcast? I mean, it wouldn't hurt at all. You know. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing we'll have to get into. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you offline about marketing strategies yeah. and and things like that. Maybe right. set up a pa- a Patreon page for those of you who enjoy content and feel like you yes. want to support, so we can yeah. continue to bring you content. Which reminds me, so we do have a sponsor this week. It's uh, Classmates.com. Speaking of classmates, it's our 20-year anniversary. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 20 years ago, we graduated high school. And 20 miss, years ago. I don't motherfuckers. Everybody wanted to meet up and reminisce about the old times. But then the earth said, nah, <laughs> here's a coronavirus. Y'all aren't getting <laughs> together for a while. Coronavirus! Classmates.com is the perfect website to go to to find out what that old who's a wuzzle is doing that you had the googly eyes for back in the day. <laughs> Without being too creepy, you can go on classmates.com and look up old pictures, pixelated versions of old yearbooks that you failed to buy when you were in high school. But now <laughs> that you're 20 years older, you're like, man, what's the name of that bushy eyebrowed coach that used to coach football? That was real, like, kind of squatty, real mean. Not Nunez, but the other one. The other guy, not Mayos. Not Mayos, not Munoz, the other one. The other one. <laughs> you know, with the real short shorts and the hairy legs. <laughs> well, with classmates.com, you can easily get on there and just look up anybody you want to, as long as they've paid for membership. Yeah. So, I mean, just really so you know, classmates.com. It bothers, yeah. It bothers me to to no end to 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 sit here thinking that I'm living my life, and I'm not sure what Tom Robbins is doing. I mean, like <laughs> somewhere, somewhere out there, I'm hoping that he is thinking of me as frequently as I think of him. Class of tw- uh, two thousand in the year twenty twenty cannot cannot get together cannot reunite as it were coronavirus that's the thing if you went to school with us you're fair game um (laughs) this might make us lose some fans this might gain us some fans (laughs) the point is we don't care (laughs) and we're really really good at making fun of people oh dude get shit on noobs dude we we are like two pigeons on a rooftop just waiting for you to walk by so we can shit all over you. Targets all day long. Targets all day long. For sure. Yeah. Classmates.com. Classmates.com. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you, after two babies, after two babies, do you think you're going to have another child? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have no, another child because now you're cut. I forgot. I'm an idiot. Going back, would you still have gotten yeah. cut today? Yes. 
You yes. still would have gotten cut. Yes. Okay. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. I just, I, you know, I figured it was the least I could do. Okay. Watching um, my wife go through two labors naturally. First one unintentionally naturally. Second uh-huh. one intentionally. Uh-huh. The least I could do was take 15 minutes of feeling like I got kicked in the nuts a couple times. Um, I know that's not everyone's experience with a vasectomy. Uh-huh. This is definitely mine. Let me paint a picture. So I go to this guy that he's got pretty good reviews. Um, so, and I, I know someone who personally used him. Um, actually, someone we went to high school with who lives here in Albuquerque as well. Uh, he recommended him. It was just like, oh, yeah, dude, I did it. It was great. You know, minimal pain, whatever. And I was like, cool, I'll I'll go there. I don't know if I'm, like, intolerant of pain medication, but I felt every moment of that procedure. Yeah. I mean, luckily I was I was sucking on some uh, nitrous oxide. And, oh, no. And uh, I was able to, like, take off and be like, <gasps> yep, yep, feels like you just kicked me in my nutsack. And you could feel the tugs and the pinch and the clamps and the, but hey, it was only 15 minutes. Our last child was a 30, 36 hour delivery. So I just need to (laughs) shut the fuck up. I don't know. So, so you told me that you had to go get tested and you said you were a hundred percent in the clear, right? Yep. No swimmers. So how did you how did you go about doing this? Tell me the routine for this. I need to know because I've had I've had semen tested before and I had it I've had it tra- I've had it mulled a certain way. I'd like to hear the, how you get it done. Mm, no, I mean it was it was pretty straightforward. Um, so whenever I got the procedure done, they gave me a cup and said, "Come back in three months and and drop this off." Um, and so I. I did the the deed into a cup, which is weird. Um, right. And then just put the cap on, made sure it was on there tight, so there was no spills in my car on the uh-huh. way there. Dropped yeah. it in a like the brown pa- uh, paper bag that it was in, and uh, went over to the doctor's office. And I, this, okay, to kind of give you a frame of reference, I had this procedure done March. Uh, Sixth or seventh, and then March fourteenth is when all of the, everything went to shit. Right? right, the world ended as we know it. Coronavirus. Right. So, I was just kind of like, oh well, how's that gonna work in June when I have to go give them my sample? There's a lot of guys that I've talked to that just don't do that part. Like they'll have the procedure and just be like, I'm just gonna blind faith it. You know, yeah. but I'm a person I need to know. I need to yeah. know because there's always that off chance that it could reconnect. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past myself to be that off chance. So um, just did the deed, put it in the in the cup, tightened the lid, put it in a bag, drove down to the place. Um, they had a little uh, outdoor, not outdoor, but like right outside their door was a little table with 
pen, uh, post-it notes, and uh, like a blue basket. And so it said, just write your name, your date of birth, and I think the last four of your social or some shit. And uh -huh. put the sticky note on the paper bag and leave the bag. And they'll get back to us in 24 hours. Well, I got a phone call by the end of the day. And it was just very awkward. Just some girl being like, hello. Yes, um, your sample showed that there was no semen. I was like, <laughs> or there was there was no sperm. Right. And I was yeah. like, okay. And she's like, thank you. Okay, thank you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like cool. Shooting blanks. Yeah. Yeah. So hey. that was it. That was the extent of it. It wasn't okay. It wasn't drawn out. It wasn't like I had to go there and do it or anything. Right. And so they, how long? They, they say how long you would can, you? You can pump one out in the morning, and just as long as you drop it off by six p.m., you're still good. You don't have to like refrigerate it. You don't have to do any of that shit. Really? Just That's same, amazing. Just as long as it's same day. Wow, that's that's where my next question was gonna go. What's the shelf life on hot goo? Like uh, that's crazy that they uh, gave you a big old window like that. Apparently, um, ten hours. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. But socks are forever. Yeah, mm -hmm. crunchy socks. <laughs> I had my uh, my now ex-wife whenever I had to give a sample because we were having problems. Whenever we were trying to have our first child, we had problems, so I went through the whole testing or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. They they made me do it, you know what I mean? They said, go home, do this, keep it warm, bring it back, like, immediately, and we have to test this. So this, we're talking, like, this was, like, the fucking amazing race with a cup of semen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like my ex-wife had to fucking get that motherfucker on salute duty, get the job done. Fucking transport it between her big old flatjacks back to the doctor's office and then get it tested. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the um, the fact that it's vitality versus uh, being barren is two different things, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So like yeah. knowing if it's viable versus like, please tell me it's not viable. Um, right. I have to tell you something that happened to me today. It was it was very assholeish of me, and I didn't really mean to do it. I just fired from the hip way too quickly. Okay, so this this girl that we went to high school together, she she reached out and asked me like, "Well, how have you been?" or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like, good, just hanging out, like taking care of my boys. You know what I mean? Doing what I do. And um, she's told me she's like, "Oh, I I uh, my best friend just lost her husband on a motorcycle. He." <laughs> She said, listen to me, Ryan, this just happened last night. She said, yeah, her husband flew off a bridge, and my instant response was, he didn't really fly, did he? Jesus Christ. <laughs> do, you, do you know how much I regret that? Uh, I guess their relationship didn't really fly. I I guess oh. I guess I probably won't be talking to that individual anymore. Interesting. That's hey man, but that's us, you know. Like, like <laughs> sometimes the filter just isn't there. Um, you know, I think nine times out of ten, 
I was I was kind of like your Jiminy Cricket. I was like, <laughs> no, no, don't don't beat that kid's ass. It's not it's not worth it right now. I I have I have this I've had some problems think, in the past. What would Ryan say? <laughs> so, we, we, who who do we want to be our first name drop? Dude. I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to let's see here, John. Don't. John. Don't. John. Don't. There's something about the way that he looked at me every time I punched him as a, in a face when he was growing up. It just irritated me, and I want to thank him for taking all of that abuse that I gave to him. Yeah, dude. It was delightful. I enjoyed every moment of it. If I see you around town, even now, I'm coming. <laughs> He's coming in hot, and uh, I believe I was with you most of those times. Um, I, I don't know if he lived in the same vicinity as me, but I do believe he had a friend that lived like a street over. So there'd be many a times where Chris and I would just be cruising around and be like, Skirt! why the sudden stop, Chris? He's like, look at that motherfucker there. And I look up and I'm like, God damn it. And then Chris just leaves the car. And I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, a little bit of an altercation. And I think even even John at some points would be like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I just want to go get a slushie, man. I just want a slushie. Not today, damn it. <laughs> I just was going to get my big league chew. <laughs> Come on, mister. Have a heart. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, it's not. It's. It was never anything personal with John. Don't! But it was because every time I would date a girl, okay. After I would dump or I would break up with this girl, the next thing I heard every single time is, "Oh, John, Don't! finger bang so and so," and it would always be this bitch that I was just dating. Like what? What is it with this person that every time hmm. I turn around? This motherfucker's scooping up my leftovers. It's weird. Is he turned on by me in some way? Sloppy seconds. I don't. I don't know what it was. So that's why it was every time on site he knew what it was. Was he? Was he actually Chris Haley's poop shovel? Dude, it was bad, bro. I actually ran into him in the Williamson County Courthouse when I was fighting a charge years and years after high school, uh, and I'm like what the fuck are you doing here? And I sat down right next to him, and he was like, oh, shit, still, even at that point in time. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think you traumatized him a little bit, dude. Yeah, I was hard on him. I was hard on him. I definitely was. So what, if if you, if John were on this podcast with us today, what would you say to him? Uh... I still hate you. I, I, I can't be in the same room. With and you. that was the I first installment of Name Drop. My entire life is different now. You know what I mean? Like, I think that one of the hardest realizations and one of the weirdest moments in my life was actually whenever I found out that your grandmother died. You know? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I was so spun up in my web of fucking deceit and debauchery and just gone down the wrong path that I had, like, lost track of everybody for, like, it seemed like eight months, you know what I mean? Because I was so just out there. Mm -hmm. 
And whenever I finally went to your house and was like, where's grandma? You know what I mean? And you're like, Chris, she died like six months ago. Dude, that shit tripped me the fuck out, bro. Like, yep. I still, I still remember that moment to this day. Like, we just, sat on, we just sat on the curb. Yeah. We sat on the curb for hours. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think that at that point in time, like, my life at that moment had really, like, fell apart, you know? But you didn't have your kids yet, did you? No, but that was that was that was whenever like I think that my addiction and all of those things really came to the forefront. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's when it started to rear its head with me. I mean, but I mean, like coming home nowadays, like I don't. It's just it's just a much different life for me. You know what I mean? Like I I was so caught up with chasing money. You know what I mean? And being big time. Oh, yeah. That I lost sight of what was fucking really important. You know what I mean? Like, I don't focus on fucking money. All I focus on is making memories with my children and passing on a legacy where they can just sit back and say, you know? And I'll be real. In Austin, it was starting to feel pretty stagnant for me and uh-huh. for Patricia. Just like, yeah. what, what, what was our upward mobility there? It was slim. Right. Um, you know, Austin was growing at a very rapid pace at that time. And shit, we just celebrated, not like literally, but we just hit eight years here in Albuquerque this yeah. past June. And it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah. And I'm really proud of you guys. You guys have really fucking got outside of y'all's comfort zone and y'all have done a beautiful thing out there. Y'all have established y'all's roots. Y'all got a beautiful home. And two beautiful children, and this came from the motherfucker who told me he would never have children. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew all along that you'd make an amazing father, and I told you that years and years and years ago. You did, you did, but I, you know, yeah. it's still that that lack of confidence of, well, how the hell am I supposed to take care of someone else? You know, I think that I think that the issue that you you know that that comes from all of it is this, is that, you know, for most of your life, you were raised without knowing your father, you know what I mean? So you had that trauma in your life to where yeah. you were able to see, okay, this is how I felt, this is how I reacted, this emotions I dealt with. Well, now you're able to know, you know what I mean? And you never want your child or your son or your daughter to have those type of emotions. So it's the, the going above and beyond type thing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, for me, the the ability to be present is the most important yes yes i think to me that's also the the most important thing to me to my children i mean it's easy it's easy to make babies it's fucking hard to raise you know what i mean and the fact that whenever 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 i got my boys you know what i mean they get every single minute of my attention Mm -hmm. i don't pass off my time ever i'm always there you know what i mean and i think that whenever Whenever my ticker tape runs out, you know what I mean? I want my boys to be able to stand there and be like, my dad loved me more than anybody. My dad was my number one fan. Yeah. He loved me regardless. Absolutely. Know? I think that that's kind of become my only goal in life. You know what I mean? It's just to be the best fucking father. Like, that's the main thing that I focus on. That's that's all I really want to have by the time I end up fucking kicking the bucket is that to be checked off. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it was definitely a rough day over here with my oldest son, bro. It was kind of an emotional moment because my son, he just doesn't understand, Ryan. He doesn't get it. Like, he's 11 years old, and he's just gone without the life lessons that a male would need to give him. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like I'm trying to force him to be a diamond in in a tough time that he hasn't had time to be pressurized or anything. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like we're having to do this crash course fucking together, you know. So yeah, and yeah. He made me so mad today. I actually with with him. I actually teared up that I was so upset with my child today, man. And it took everything that I had to stay totally calm during the entire situation. It just it was it was such a weird moment for me for him to go. To like, my son wants to be an adult, but he he can't be an adult yet, and that's really where he needs to figure out what what either we're still going to be a child for a couple more years, or we're going to be a young man type situation. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to get rid of all the fun things that you do, you know. Yeah. Just you know, it's it's about responsibility, and it's about stepping up, not not leaving stuff behind per se. Yeah. But being able to provide him that childhood is probably the most important thing you can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the childhood of, of yeah. kids today is right, way buddy. different than ours. And and that's a Absolutely, that's man. Thing. Our generations our generations are so far apart and we're really not when we look at it. But just the, everything about it, it's so different. You know, they've been brought up. Think about it. We've been we brought up what we we were the first ones that got the internet in '96. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These kids have been brought up with social media the entire lives, bro. Like, it used to be give me my mixtape back. Now it's like, dude, I want my pictures of my asshole back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the norm. Right. You know, and that's bad for our children, considering that that's they're so far advanced in the technical field. But in the physical workloads or anything like that, they are falling back so much. Yeah. I mean, I walked a quarter mile the other day, and my son is fit. He's not overweight. He's actually underweight. And this child almost died. He was panting and falling on the ground after less than a quarter mile. It wasn't uphill or anything. Jeez. That yeah. that Texas heat will do it to you though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's hot, but goddamn, I'm a fat fuck, Ryan. If I can do it. <laughs> Wait, what? I said, well, goddamn, Ryan, I'm a fat fuck. If I can do it, he better be able to. Dude, it's so funny. You said that so fucking fast. You're like, goddamn, five five. I was on that. <laughs> like, what did you do? Shit. What did you just channel Sylvester? What happened? <laughs> oh man! What's it, man? We did it. First episode in the books. Sorry, bro. Love you. Right, me too. No, no, my peace. You know what? Fuck that guy too. It's a real knee knocker. You know, I'd like to put my hands on that guy. I say we cancel 
restaurant. Is this, is this conversation just you pumping sunshine up my butt? There's this thing called perineum sunning. Duh. It's about the rebound. You know what I mean? I think that the comedic content alone, just that rolls off of each other, is fantastic. Yeah, man. This is fun. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.